0: Lord God, wake us up to a worship for you now this fall. In the midst of all this struggle, may our worship not stop. And all of God's people said, just Excited to be
1: with you here today. Excited to be uh, worshiping our King together. Uh, just a reminder, if you're here in person, uh, we just ask if you're going to sing out big, uh, that you uh, raise your mask up and just care for those around you. Uh, if you're at home, you don't need to wear a mask, but I'm uh, just excited to have you uh, joining us here today, uh, a live stream, and uh, just excited for you to join in with us as well. Why don't you stand to your feet, and let's just lift high the name of our Savior. You see my victory when all I see is the mountain, you see a mountain, moon. and as I walk through the shadow, you'll listen. There's nothing to fear for I'm still nothing impossible for me Nothing can And the praise is yours. And the praise is yours. You're the- you and pray this in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. You can have a seat.
2: Well, welcome again, Summit Point Church. Thrilled to have you with us today, whether you're in person or you're online. I am Mitch Tucker. I'm the high school pastor here, and we have Pastor Tim, the rest of the staff, and elders. Again, we are so excited to be able to gather together wherever you're at and to lift high the name of our risen Savior. Well, the best way uh, to connect with us um, today is through our, our friendship register, and there's a few ways to, to get to that friendship register. You can, get, you can always use our, our church app. If you're uh, live streaming right now, you probably have a little, a little box to click on, or you can always use our connect button uh, on that, that live stream as well. But Probably the best way for those who are right here uh, in person is to get out, that, get out your phone, to get out that church app. Please take the time to, to let us know that you are here today, and then scroll down before you submit that. If there's something that, that's, that's on your heart that we can be praying about, or we can lift up uh, high in, in praise as well, we love to know those things. We have several teams that um, we'll we'll pray over those every single week. So please take the time to uh, to write down those prayer requests and praises. We we love to see those each and every week. Well, it, it's it's kind of hard to uh, um, to really think that this is reality, but we are already six days into the month of December. It's hard for myself personally to to grasp that, but. That's where we're at in uh, in 2020. We're almost done, um, but we've got something incredibly big to celebrate before we're done with 2020, and that is the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. You with me? Amen. Amen. So one way for all of you ladies, we've got a a four-week Christmas series going on called Emmanuel, uh, A Month of Advent Awe. We're already one week into this. Um, We'd love for you to to be able—it's all all live stream— We'd love to, if we don't have your email and you would love uh, to be a part of this and get these emailed each and every week, um, if you were not able to get the first one, please call the church office. We, w- we would love to have your correct email address, um, and you can always find those on uh, the church website as well. What an awesome time to gather wherever you're at um, and wh- whoever you're, you're able to gather with over the, the TV or over the computer and to lift high the name of our newborn king together as a bunch of ladies rallying together. Well, speaking of Christmas, um, we've got something big coming up on Thursday, Christmas Eve, December 24th. We, we will have Christmas Eve services. Uh, there are two. They are identical, uh, 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock in person. We'll also be live streaming those as well. We'll, we'll have no uh, kids' programming going on. So please just bring your kids in. And if you're thinking, you know what, Mitch, my, my kids are loud. Well, let me answer that with, my kids are loud. Um, and we love this place to be loud and lifting high the name of our, our risen Savior, especially during, during Christmas time. So go ahead and bring them in, whether it's three or, or uh, five o'clock. It's going to be just a little bit under an hour. It's going to be family friendly. What an awesome time before uh, Christmas Day, the, the, the next day, to rally and to to worship together. Again, whether it's uh, you're able to, to do a uh, live stream or you're able to gather in person. So put that on your calendars, three o'clock, five o'clock, identical services. We would love to see you here at Christmas Eve. Well, we also want to provide for you an opportunity to give back of, of your first fruits to the Lord. So uh, there's a few ways to do that. You can always mail a check in. If you're here in person um, at the, the very conclusion of today's service, we'll have some ushers at all of our exit points, and you can drop in, maybe a physical check if you brought that today. You can always get on our church app um, and, uh, and, and find our, our giving section there. But we want to obviously give you an opportunity to give back those, those first fruits. But we have so many things that we, we still want to, to lift high and, and worship today. Um, We're going to continue in our our series in in First Timothy. We're in chapter six. So would y'all just pray with me? Let's give this uh, service completely over to the Lord, Father God. We love you. We worship you, Lord, because you are unlike anyone else, Lord. You you are you are separate. You are distinct. You are holy, and Lord, you have a plan. Lord, you have a plan in this broken world. And it needs a Savior. And Lord, you, you put your your plan of redemption into action as you sent your one and only Son to be born as a baby, to be born as a man, and then to live a sinless life, and then to to die on a cross, not because of what he had done, not because he had sinned, but because we, we had an we had a problem of our own sin and that sin, the consequence of that sin was our death and you, your son took upon our death our punishment, our consequence upon himself but then he did not stay dead three days later he, he defeated forever our sin and our death and then he rose from the dead forever changing everything forever changing our, our eternity Lord we have an inheritance with you no matter what happens in this broken world No matter what junk washes up upon our shore, Lord, you're in control. And your plan is good. And your plan is perfect. And you've invited sinners into that plan and to participate. Lord, we don't deserve it at all, but we know it's true. And so, Lord, we redirect our praise, our thanksgiving our gratitude in our hearts for all of eternity back to you. We thank you that we have a plan, that you've included us in that plan. want to pray that you would use Pastor Tim today as your servant to, to bring us your word, your truth. Lord, that we would live by it, that we would leave this place different and transformed by your grace and your truth and your love and forgiveness for us. Lord, we submit it all to you and for your glory. It's in Jesus' precious and powerful name we pray.
0: we do sing your name out. Lord, we thank you. We praise you and we serve you and worship you. That we have life because of you. That we have hope and eternity. That you are working right here with us. And in the midst of this brokenness, we long for you to do an amazing work. We love you, Lord. We celebrate you. And now, Lord, we lift your name on high. May you be worshiped. May you be praised in this place. We thank you for all that you are. We thank you for all that you do. And you are King of kings and Lord of lords. It is in the saving, healing name of Jesus I pray these things. And all of God's people said, amen. Amen. Well, it's great to be here with you today. Great to be uh, just joining with in worship. Man, may we capture this throughout the whole day so far. You've been able to sense it. God's in charge. We serve the King of Kings. He's got it in hand. Hang on. And that's where we're headed. That's what we're walking through. And today, we're closing up the series. I can't even believe I'm saying those words. We started out this series at the beginning of the fall. And we're now at the end of 1 Timothy. We're going to be doing the last half of chapter 6 today. We've been talking about what it looks like to be a church on fire. What it looks like to be excited and thrilled and passionate about our Savior Jesus Christ. To light the fire in our hearts in this place, may we celebrate our King, all right? That's what we're going after. So as we go after this last half of chapter 6 today, if you want to turn with me, First Timothy chapter 6, starting in verse 11, and uh, the title for today's sermon is just fight the good fight, comes right out of this passage, fight the good fight, hang in there, worship big, don't get distracted in your worship. May God get all the glory. Fight the good fight, all right? So point number one as we get going, fight the good fight of faith, celebrating Jesus as King of kings and Lord of lords. Fight the good fight of faith, celebrating Jesus as King of kings and Lord of lords. Know this, and we will be fighting truly and purely when we are celebrating massively, all right? We have to have our celebration on full tilt, if we're going to fight the good fight. So here we go. Let's dive in. Starting in verse 11, he says, But as for you, O man of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. And we'll hang right there. He says, But as for you, O man. Remember, this is the Apostle Paul. He's writing to Timothy. Timothy is in Ephesus, he's running the church of Ephesus, he's a young pastor, and he's trying to get this church up and going, Paul's giving him some direction on how to go after it, and as he talks to him, he says, but as for you, oh man, now he's actually contradicting the prior verse, verse 10, so verse 11 is, but as for you, verse 10 was, man, make sure you inform those who are loving money to let it go. Make sure you are informing those who are going after the false doctrines, the false teachings, and the false whisperings of the heart to set that down. Man, don't be a lover of money. Now verse 11. But as for you, Timothy, O man of God. He's like, man, as we talk about those who wrongly love possessions, who misplace their love for their God and make it all about self. You, Timothy, don't be that guy. As for you, O man of God, flee these things. Flee the false teaching. Flee the selfishness and the things that draw to self. Flee the pursuit of the physical realm and the monies and the possessions and all that stuff. Flee those things. Uh, Run from them. Separate yourself from them. Instead, he says, pursue. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, and gentleness. He says, flee, flee the things that are selfish, pursue, run after the things that are all about your savior and your king. Get done with that, get on with this, flee, pursue. That's what it's going to look like. Make sure you know what you're running after, make sure you know who you're running after and run wisely in the right direction. He says, pursue, and then he gives us a list of six things. And uh, you know, you can organize these in a number of different ways. I, I just put three different ways you can consider these words, all right? First, in the upward focus, in the upward focus, righteousness and godliness. This is in that pure living because you know the pure God and you're going after him with all you've got. Righteousness, like a work that God does in your heart, heart not something you fake. Everybody say it's not fake. And don't fake it. Righteousness, it's not something you dress up on the outside so it looks a certain way for just a few certain people for just a few short minutes. Not that. Righteousness, where God is changing your heart And literally, you pursue what you are hungry for in him. Righteousness, a heart change, and godliness, the spilling over of your behavior to celebrate your God. The word good is built into this. Like you're pointing to your God and saying, he is good. Like godliness, celebrating the goodness of your king. That's an upward focus. And then the next two, kind of an inward focus. He's like faith and love. This is what is the heart motivation. What's inside? Faith and love. Like I, I'm trusting in my God who's in charge. I have faith. I'm trusting in him and his work on the cross and his work for eternity. I'm trusting that he has this place in hand. Faith and love. You know, when Jesus was asked, what are the, what's the greatest commandment? He said, well, the first is love the Lord your God. Love. Love sacrifice yourself for your king with all you've got. Love the Lord your God. And then he said, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Let it start to spill out. He's like, just so you know, your heart motivation, the inward element needs to be faith and love. So upward, yes, you know the king of the universe and he's changing your soul with righteousness and godliness being a part of your focus. And an inward faith and love, and putting a hope in your king, And then the last one, outward. So there's upward, there's inward, and now there's outward. He's like, if you have this faith, if you have this love, if you have this righteousness and godliness, well, it's going to fill you up and spill over into your care for others. He talks about steadfastness and gentleness. Steadfastness and gentleness. Those words have a lot to do with how you deal with, with somebody who was less than cool to you. Steadfastness and gentleness. When the brokenness of this world washes on your shore, when somebody was being a little bit of a punk, when they were saying things they shouldn't have said, when you were being mistreated, when you were being falsely accused, steadfast, you are hanging with your God. Hang in there. Endurance. Strong to the end with your king. As it washes on your shore, it does not move you. As the waves rise ever higher... Have you seen those pictures of somebody when they're on like a holiday vacation and somebody's taking a quick vid of them and they're talking and they're like, this is so awesome. And then the wave just pounds them from behind and like knocks them down into the water. Have you seen that? Like there's different people trying to celebrate that they're on a beach somewhere and they just get smoked by the waves, right? He's like, hang in there. Endurance. Stand it back up and get ready to worship your God. Don't let it end. Your worship steadfastness, and gentleness, and don't come back at reviling evil for evil, punishment for punishment. Hang on. Gentle with the words, gentle with the tone, gentle with the thought, trying to care for others. Upward, inward, and outward. He's like, pursue those things. Don't go after the selfishness. Go after the things that honor your king with all you've got pursue that. Then he says, fight the good fight of faith. That's really the summary of running correctly and pursuing correctly. Fight the good fight of faith. Make sure you're pursuing your God. Make sure you're done with the selfishness. That's a lot of what fighting the good fight means. He says to make sure you recognize it's a spiritual battle. Man, did you know that? That if you're following Jesus Christ, you are in the midst of a spiritual battle. Satan is whispering into your soul, Can you believe your God did that? Satan is whispering in, I thought your God was love. What's up with the accusations, the false challenges from Satan whispering in to rock your faith? Don't be moved. Don't be, man, fight the good fight. Hang in. Everybody just say, hang in there. Man, I'm telling you, the whisper is strong. The power of Satan pressing in can really get to us. He's like, hang in there. Know where you're supposed to go. Pursue after your God with all you've got and fight the good fight. Ephesians 6.12 says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Man, your battle is not with the person who just said something to you. Your battle is with the whispering in from satanic forces. It says, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities and powers, against rulers in dark places. Hear me, man. As we go after a spiritual worship of our God, there is a spiritual battle for your attention. Are you ready to hang in there and fight the fight? To be able to stand with your king, that God might get the glory. He's like, be prepared. You know, we've talked about the three elements, if you want to summarize it well, the world, the flesh, and the devil, right? We just talked a little bit about the devil, the dark whisper, the satanic forces trying to tear down. That's the devil piece. But there's the world and the flesh as well. The world, that outside whisper that says, here's the way it should be. And often they couldn't even be further from the truth. The world shaping how you're supposed to think or trying to man don't fall for it don't be tripped into it the world is selling something completely broken it is massively divisive it has nothing to do with unity and it certainly has nothing to do with jesus christ as king of kings don't listen to the world set up that fence line push it back don't hear from it the world you're keeping out that outside pressure down on your soul you're keeping out the satanic pressures down but he also says make sure you know that you're in a battle of the world the flesh and the devil the flesh is that thing inside of yourself that's banging for self flash right we've talked about it this way before it's that sea that giant sea of selfishness inside of us that just sort of rages up and longs for respect Longs for appreciation, longs for kindness, longs for somebody to recognize something in me and give something to me. Flesh, it needs to be about me. As the flesh rises up, be willing to take on that good fight. Being able to push back against the flesh, not hearing, not responding, not listening. Allowing the boat of your heart to be able to stay afloat on top. Don't take on the water, of selfishness. Don't let your boat get pushed down. Fight the good fight. He's like, hang in there. Flee from the things that draw the flesh out. Pursue the things that keep your boat strong in a storm. May God get the glory, all right? He's like, flee these things. Pursue righteousness. Fight the good fight. Then he says, take hold now, we've talked about this before. Take hold, but this is a helpful moment. Again, just raise up your hand. Just make a fist. Go ahead. We've done it before, but do it again. Just raise up your hand. Now start squeezing tight. Go ahead. Raise it up. Squeeze it tight. Keep squeezing tighter and harder. Tighter and harder. More. Keep going. Your, your arms should start shaking if you're squeezing hard enough. Now start releasing. Do you feel your fingers? Can you feel how your fingers are getting stiff? That's taking hold. Gripping so tight you will not let go. And as you start to release that grip, you can feel the difference of when you were holding tight and when you were not. He's like, take hold. Grip on. You'll know the difference if you're loosening up. Grip tight with all you've got. What are we supposed to take hold of? Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. Man, know this. We know the Savior of the universe. His name is Jesus Christ, God Almighty. He stepped into this world for you and for me, clothed himself with humanity to pay for what we owe. And here's the beauty of it. The gift is eternity in heaven with him. If we believe he is risen from the dead, if we confess him as Lord, eternity with him. He's like, take hold of that. Grip tight of the fact that this world is short-lived and broken, but God has a plan for forever. Hold on to that with all you've got. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. And about the confession, the good confession that you made in the presence of many witnesses. He's like, Timothy, remember when you claimed that you were now a follower of Jesus Christ, that he is your God. Cling to that with all you've got. Look forward to eternity with all you have. Make sure your God is getting all the glory in your walk and in your life. He's like, you made a public claim that Jesus is Savior and heaven is your home. Hang on to that and don't lose sight of that. He says, now I charge you in the presence of a few witnesses. Like you made that claim of faith in the presence of human witnesses. Now I'm going to charge you in the presence of witnesses. And these are divine witnesses. He's like, I'm charging you. I'm giving you a challenge in front of God." who gives life to all things and of Christ Jesus, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession. He's like, I'm charging you in front of God the Father and God the Son. I'm charging you in front of God Almighty, the one who is, the one who brings life. He gives life to all. He's like, know this, Timothy. The next breath you breathe, that breath, that you just breathed is a gift from God the Father. He is creator of all. He is in charge of all. And he gives us the very next breath of life we live. May we live it for him. God the Father, he is creator over all, and he is the life giver, the breath giver, and of Christ Jesus, the Son of God, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession. Jesus Christ before Pontius Pilate, standing for you and for me, hope that we might have salvation and life, that we might have life eternal. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, for you and for me, our sacrifice. He's like, before your king, declare him as your God Almighty. To keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach. To keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach. That you might be able to show your God as so awesome. The thing that he's calling you to and the following of your faith as being so valuable. Don't lose sight. Man, as you go through your work week as you struggle with whatever may be going on with health or with family or whatever, don't lose sight of this. Your God is King of kings and Lord of lords. He is God Almighty. He says, make sure you live the commandment out in a worthy way. He says, until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. How long am I supposed to cling and hold on? How long am I supposed to be able to live this way where I'm pursuing what he's calling me to and fleeing from what he's telling me to run from until Jesus Christ returns? Know this, Jesus Christ, the king of the universe, he died for us and he rose for us and he was ascended into the heavens. He is seated right now because the work is done. But there is a day and a time coming where all of a sudden he will rise and the white horses will be brought out and he will mount up and Jesus Christ will be coming again. He will put it all in place and every rebel will be done and every standing against Jesus Christ will be over. There will be no more whisper from the pit of hell against our God. He Will reign. And all of God's people said, Amen, man, man, don't miss it. He's coming again. We serve the living King in the universe. May He have our full worship. And all of God's people said, Amen. Huge deal. He's like, Timothy, make sure you celebrate that until He returns. May He get all the glory. He says, which he will display at the proper time, he who is blessed and only sovereign. God the Father, he knows the time where that coming is correct. Wouldn't it be awesome if it was now? Right? Like he knows the time, he knows what's going on. And when things are going off the rails, you're like, now would be a great time, God. Would love to see things get righted. And The reality is, God knows the year, God knows the month, God knows the day, God knows the hour, God knows the minute, and he's got it in hand. We will look to you, we will wait for you, and we long for you. Until then, I will flee, and I will pursue, and I will take hold of all that you are. May you get the glory. May Jesus Christ be celebrated. Yes, he is the only sovereign. And then it says, the king of kings and lord of lords. He's not only the one who knows all and is sovereign over all. He runs it all, sovereign. But he's actually in charge over all those that are in charge of something. King of kings and lord of lords. Like every person in charge reports ultimately and finally to the God of the universe. He's in charge of it all. It says, who alone has immortality? God alone has immortality. Why does it say it that way? Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever noticed the gift when we have faith in Jesus Christ is eternal life? Note this. You cannot give what you do not have. You cannot give what you do not have. He's giving eternal life because that is what he is and has. From eternity past to eternity future. And he's sharing out a little bit of himself to us. He is immortal. He is the one who lives for eternity. And he shares the hope of that with us as we trust in him. He says, who dwells in unapproachable light, unapproachable. He's so bright that we could not survive in his presence. So bright that we cannot even draw in being in his presence in the moment, in the time. You know, you think a moment where you glanced up at the sun and looked a little too long, and all of a sudden you were seeing spots times 10 million, that. Cannot even imagine the perfection and the glory and the holiness of God. And it says, in his unapproachable light, so bright with his perfection that we couldn't stand in his presence. In fact, it says, whom no one has ever seen or can see. Exodus 33 verse 20, you may want to write it down. Exodus 33 verse 20, it's talking to Moses and it says, no one can stand in the presence of God face to face and survive. In our sinfulness, we cannot stand before his holiness and survive. Well, I'll get that, right? Like we don't grasp what holy means until we start to grasp that me before him kills me. Start to let it settle how absolutely perfect he is and how much short we are. He's like, just so we're clear, no sinful human being can stand in his presence. But Revelation 22, verse 4, it says, ultimately in heaven, when we are glorified... When we are perfected, when sin is removed, it says we will stand before him and see him face to face. The removal of our sin gives us the opportunity for all eternity to be in the presence of his grandeur and his glory and to bask in his light forever, to bask in all that he is for all of eternity. That's where we're headed He's like, Timothy, don't lose sight. That's the privilege we've got of knowing our king forever. Say it this way. To the one who is blessed, to the one who is sovereign, to the one who gives life, to the one who is king over all kings, to the one who gives eternal life, to the one who's ultimately and finally in charge so bright, I can't take it in, to that God, may my worship be on fire. That's what he's calling us to. He says, to him, to that God, be honor and eternal dominion. And all of God's people said, may he get all of our worship. Honor and eternal dominion. He's like, may he always be in charge. That's what that means, eternal dominion. May he always be in charge and may he get the respect And the awe that is due him. Man, our job as a church is to be fired up about Jesus Christ with all we've got. To celebrate the king like never before. To take each day as a day to freshly go after your God, pointing to him and long for eternity. When we finally get to take him in, in full grandeur and glory. May we go after our God with all we've got. That's a church on fire, man. And we love to plant churches on fire. We love to plant others that are doing the same thing and to be a part of that. You guys know if you've been around here for any time at all, planting churches is a big part of what we do. And it's our history how we got started back in 06. And man, we love to plant out. At this point, we've now planted out nine churches and partnered with several others. In fact, Just planted a church last week. You heard Pastor Steve mentioning it last week in a little bit of the prayer as they were just getting going. And so there's now a new church, Harvest Lambie in Haiti. And uh, we'll just throw some photos up here. Harvest Lambie in Haiti. And uh, they launched last week, 486 at the launch. Dude, on fire worship. Check out these pics, man. They have it going on. And uh, they dress up. For church. You know what I'm saying? And uh, going after it big. Love the worship. Massively on fire. This church getting it launched in a little bit of a a kind of a makeshift, but a cool building that they've got going and being able to rally people in. This church on fire. This is now the seventh church in Haiti. Listen to me. When you plant a church, you got to know and understand a good normal number to plant a church is like 100, 150, maybe 200. That's awesome. 486, when they're all walking to get there, Haiti. You got to understand, man, that's on fire. God gets all the glory, and all of God's people said, Amen. amen. It's a huge deal. Huge deal. Love being a part of that. I wish that we could be down there. Normally, we would go down. We'd be a part of those things. There is so much unrest going on in Haiti right now. And I'm not talking about the COVID stuff. That's kind of come a little bit to a close. That's sort of down settled there. But what's up huge right now is massive political unrest and high uh, insecurities on the streets. And, and so we just have to be a little bit careful in, in our interactions down there. But we're supporting with prayer. We're supporting by keeping you guys informed and by financially supporting in, and man, we're continuing into that plant set down there and doing more of it as we go forward. There's still two more churches we got set up and lined up trying to get them launched as well, if we can just get things to a right spot. And so we've got seven, soon to be two more, God willing, in this next year, and uh, we'll see what God has to say about that. He's in charge, right? And, uh, and all of God's people said to that, right? It's a huge deal. And for our church, Man, I love that we've got it going on in here and we've got it going on live stream and we're pouring it on with all we've got. We are also caring huge for our community. You know, yesterday we just reached out into the community with Giving Tree and uh, we've been asking for you guys to be a part of that over the last month or so and you guys so faithful and jumping in on that. We covered well over 300 kids with multiple gifts to each and being able to get that out. Let's make sure we got that slide up. Okay, good. And uh, just a few picks here, and uh, you know, just so you know, the cars were lined up as they were coming up. We sort of did it car style, so they'd stay in the car. We could get the gifts to them at the car there, so that we didn't have to worry about them coming in, or masks and all those things that they may or may not be prepared for. So as they rolled up, we were giving the gifts to the family, giving them some cookies as well. So appreciate all those who helped make the cookies as well for that, and giving them a box of cookies to hand out. We had a dozen plus people helping out with it as we made an impact for Christ in his kingdom here in this local community. Sometimes it's because we're launching and sing with all we've got, and sometimes it's because we're caring for the needs and the hurts of another with all we've got. And all of God's people said, man, may we go after it upward, inward, and outward, all for Jesus Christ. Simple question. So how's your worship? How are you doing it going after your king? How are you doing it making much of your God in this season? May we fight the good fight. And number two. Seek first to be rich in good works and pure worship. Not in physical wealth. Seek first to be rich in good works and pure worship. Not in physical wealth wealth. He starts out, as for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty. Now if you remember last week we talked a little bit about wealth. There it was talking about the guy who wanted to be rich. The guy who was sitting there saying, boy it'd be great if I would love to have. Now he's talking to the guy who's there. The guy who has the wealth and the riches And so verse 10 was talking about those who wanted it. Verse 17 here, talking about those who have it. He's like, recognize that you are blessed. Recognize that God has poured it on men. There is nothing wrong with having wealth. There is everything wrong with letting it take over your heart. He's like, be careful with it. Charge them not to be haughty, prideful. Make sure that they're not making much of themselves. It's easy when you've been successful to say, do you see what I have done He's like, be careful. Don't get too much wrapped up in yourself. I'll just say it this way. Successful self-reliance easily builds pride. Successful self-reliance, right? We try to be self-reliant, but when it fails, we're like, I can't do it. Right? Something like that happens. But when you're self-reliant and it works, man, that can really fan the flame on pride. Successful self-reliance easily builds pride. Be careful and recognize the blessing and the gift from God in the midst of having and thank and praise him for the privilege that he's giving you to manage. For those who have the wealth, think of it that way. He says, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, nor to set their hopes. In fact, in the original language, it's in the, what's called the present tense. Nor to have set their hopes on Like, make sure that you didn't get there because you were so clinging to the hope of the property, of the possession. Don't get there by the clinging and the depending. He says, don't have your hopes on the riches, but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. Make sure that your hope is on your king. The one who provides salvation, the one who will provide eternity, the one who is coming again Place your hope in your God who has entrusted to you some wealth. May God get all the glory. You are called to be a manager. Thank Him, love Him, and praise Him. Maybe you're here this morning and you've been blessed with that. And praise God for that. And lean on Him. He says, They are to do good, to be rich in good works. They are to do good, to be rich in good works. And uh, true wealth is found in following your king. That's what he's saying. True wealth is found in following your king. Or here's another way to say it. Don't waste your worship on what fades. Don't waste your worship on what fades. He's like, be careful with where you place your effort. Go after that which celebrates your king. To be generous and ready to share. See your wealth as God's wealth and be willing to share it out. Being able to make an impact into this community like we've done with Giving Tree yesterday. Being able to share a little bit of what God's entrusted to us around to those with whom you see need. Man, don't just use your wealth to buy comfort or respect. Don't just use your wealth to buy comfort or respect. Manage your wealth to worship your king. That's the call. Manage your wealth to worship your king. Celebrate your God with what he's entrusting to you. May God get all the glory. Nothing wrong with having wealth. Everything wrong with your hope being in your wealth. Ready? And all of God's people said. And may we grasp that. Super high privilege to be able to have, he says... If you go after these good works and you're ready to share, thus storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation, good works, a worshipful heart, and celebrating your God for all eternity, so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. So that they may take hold of that which is truly life. Man, you are made to worship. Did you know that? You are made to worship. Make sure you place your worship in the right spot. You are made to worship your King, the one eternal, unchanging God of the universe. Place your worship where it will forever be valuable. Then he says at the end here, O oh, Timothy, guard the deposit entrusted to you. Have you ever noticed that when you see the word O oh, in the New Testament, O oh, Timothy? like you only see it a few times, but it's a huge deal. This is Paul getting amped up. He's like, let me summarize all of 1 Timothy. Oh, Timothy, like get ready, man. This is such a huge deal. Oh, Timothy, guard the deposit entrusted for you. Avoid the irreverent babble, the contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge, for by professing it, some have swerved from the faith. Avoid the false teaching. Avoid the bogus selfishness. Avoid that which tears down. Flee and pursue after your God, holding tight, fighting the good fight. May God get all the glory. May we truly go after the one name that is above every name. Jesus Christ, the one name, everybody just say one name, name. the one name, may that be who we go after. He says, grace be to you. And just so you know, in the original language, this is grace be to y'all. It's you plural. Grace be to you all. This is to the whole church. Grace to you. This is to you and to me. This is to all of us here in person and live stream. Grace through this God to us all. May God get all the glory. His one name worshiped. That's a church on fire. And all of God's people said, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you. Lord, we do come before you and we lift this church up. Lord, we lift each of our hearts up, and we do cry out that you might get all the glory. Or just hear our worship right where we are. May we place our worship where it rightly belongs. And just right where we are, handing our thanks to you right now, and right where you are, just saying, "Thank you, Lord, that you give me the breath to breathe and the blessings to live with. Thank you, Lord. Just celebrate your God and thank Him right where you are. I worship you, Lord, as the one true God. Your name above every name, just right where you are. Your name above every name, Lord. Worship your King and give it to Him. Man, you are sovereign. You are holy. You are righteous. You are stunning. You are eternal, and we worship your name, Lord. Now, Lord, we give you our lives. Each of us right where we are, just handing ourselves to you, may this church be on fire for you, Lord. We worship and praise your name. And just right where you are, I give you my life, Lord. Why don't you just stand right where you are? I'm gonna close us in prayer and we've got a song to sing to our God. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We come before you. We are in awe of you. Lord, we love you and we lift you up. There is no other God like you. There is no other king like you. And for all eternity, we long to worship you. Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. We celebrate your name. In the saving name of Jesus, I pray these things, and all of God's people said. It's above every other name. There is one name by which we must be saved, and that is the name of Jesus. Man, it is Jesus Christ. He is king of the universe. He is our king. May he get our worship. May he get our attention. May we do right by his glory. May he be shown off with all we've got. And all of God's people said, may God truly get all the glory so easy to get distracted in this broken world, so easy to hear the fighting and the backbiting. We worship the God of unity. May God be celebrated. That's a church on fire.